Hey, what's going on? This is Coach Hoppe. Welcome to Coffee with the DJ Coach. These are 10-minute talks to level up. Today, we're talking about a really important topic. Um, I think actually people can get a little bit... What is this? This is very polarizing to some degree. Some people are either really good at this and or really, really bad at this. Very few people, I feel like, are, are somewhere in between. And this is managing your finances. I know. It's a hot topic. Um, and actually, sometimes a topic that I don't want to talk about. Um, so let's see. Let's start here, though. Let's start with this um, idea of value. So first of all, I think we need to talk about what is your own value. And that obviously plays into your rate and the rate in which you throw out there to potential clients. How do you know what you're worth? I'll give you some indication of sort of what I know the industry is and sort of what the industry standard is given our particular area. So I'm in Southern California. I'm right outside of Los Angeles. Um, so I'll give you sort of what I think for LA. Um, most of the venues, you know, that are booking DJs, so clubs, bars, lounges, um, any place that is booking DJs on a fairly active basis are usually paying anywhere from like, 50 bucks on the low end an hour um, on up. And probably it kind of caps out for most of those gigs at about 100 bucks an hour. And this is you not needing to bring any equipment. You just needing to bring yourself, your laptop. They already have some gear. Um, you're plugging into the system. Maybe they have turntables. Maybe they have CDJs. Maybe they have a controller that's there. And so to give you an idea for like a three hour gig, that could be anything from what, 150 to 300 bucks. That's uh, not, you know, that's not the greatest, but it's not the worst either. I mean, you're doing what you love to do. It's three hours of your time, which by the way, also I should point out that the gig itself is more than just the three hours that it would be, right? It's also your transport to and from. It's also all of the preparation that goes into that, downloading new tracks, mapping songs out, doing all of those things. And so to look at it purely as that's just three hours of work is not quite the same as, let's say, three hours of office work. So if you're in an office working for three hours, that sort of would be different than like a three-hour DJ gig. To me, a three-hour DJ gig is like a full day. Like that is, you could look at that as like an eight hour a day to some degree. Um, so we, we have to kind of start there. And then, you know, when you get paid, okay, a couple of things when it comes to them managing the actual money. First of all, how are you getting paid? Like what is the actual currency in which you are getting paid? Are you getting paid cash? Are you getting a check that's coming in the mail? Is that, are you getting paid on site? and you're getting a check, you're getting handed a check right then and there. Um, are they you know, paying you with some sort of a credit card and you need to be able to accept a credit card or is it one of these other sort of new school forms of payment like Cash App, uh, Zelle, uh, Venmo, you know, one of those. So I think it's important to have those all set up or as many of those as possible. Most of these, you know, like Venmo, Cash App, you don't actually have to pay to set up an account. So it's probably worth grabbing your handle, your username, right? DJ Hapa. Don't grab that. It's already taken. <laughs> um, and having that, having that ready to go, just in case that's the form of payment that somebody wants to make. 
In my opinion, you want to create as little friction as possible. So if this person is trying to pay you, you want to make sure that they can pay you as easily as possible. So if you're like, oh, well, I don't have Venmo, but they only want to pay you through Venmo. And you're like, ah, I just don't have Venmo. Now you're going to force the person who's paying you to try to like get a cash app or figure this out or, all right, well, maybe we'll just send you a check. No, get paid as soon as you can. So um, I think what you can do to be proactive on your side is to make sure that you have all of those set up. The other thing, you know, I, I kind of mentioned um, accepting credit card. It Every single one of us should be able to accept a credit card. Now, there's a processing fee that's attached with most of that, but you should be able to accept it. And there's a lot of times in which somebody's willing to cover the fee. So, you know, sort of a general fee would be like a 3% processing fee. Uh, because that's what you're going to get charged on your side. Like that's what the processing company is going to charge. So if you were to set up, let's say, a Square account um, and you're, you know, they, they'll even send you the little device where you can take the payment because they want you to be able to take the payment. And then the only thing you have to factor in then is making sure that that percentage gets covered. Now, 3% of like $100, that's not bad. It's $3. But 3% of like, $1,000, that's 30 bucks. So that certainly adds up over time. And so you want to probably get into the habit of making sure to, um, you know, work that in and say, yeah, I could take credit card, but I'm going to have to, are you able to cover the fee? Are you able to cover the processing fee? Or maybe you split it. Maybe you, you split the difference. Um, and there's definitely creative ways that you can get around that. Um, so Really quick, just to backtrack, because I'm just realizing now that I basically talked about like getting paid from a venue, but what if it's a private event, right? So like, what if it's a private event? What is that, you know, cost and what should you charge? Now, we can sort of have a separate episode that goes a little bit more in depth into rates. But what I would say is, generally speaking, if you're getting 50 bucks to, you know, 100 bucks an hour to show up at a venue, when which you don't have to bring any equipment, you should be charging more when you have to show up with equipment, when you have to bring speakers, you've got to bring your rig, you've got to bring lighting in potentially, you're setting up that equipment, like all that stuff should play a factor and there should be a cost associated with it. So on average, just to give you some idea, I mean, these numbers are are pretty wide in terms of you know the types of events and what people get paid. But for the most part, most people that are doing some type of mobile gig, which that's sort of the classification of what that is because you're you're a mobile DJ in the sense of you're bringing all of the stuff with you. Most mobile gigs would start, I would say at 500 bucks um, on up to, you know, I mean, again, there's sort of no ceiling, but probably, you know, if you were to do a private gig, a corporate gig, let's say, like, I mean, the minimum on that should probably be a couple thousand dollars, like a thousand, two thousand dollars. Um, depending on how big of a scale this is, depending on what type of company this is, you know, and again, there is no standardized rates when it comes to DJing. So I'm just kind of giving you some ballpark figures, but we can go deeper into rates. I think we should do a separate episode actually specifically on rates. I do want to want a quick though, um, while I've got some little bit more time to talk about this is, is how to actually manage the money. So one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my own career is thinking that that $500 was my $500. And it's not. <laughs> we live in a place in which we pay taxes. So 
there is you've got to consider that right like right off the bat you've got to you've got to factor that in and in some cases it's like 40% of that money is taxes should be you should think about it in that way now without getting too far into it one of the best strategies that you could do for yourself is to set up a business and like as you become more serious about DJing set up an actual business, not only to limit the liability against you, meaning if something goes wrong for somebody to sue you, that you could protect yourself and your personal assets, um, but also to be able to benefit from some of the tax benefits that come with being a business owner. So you may have heard the term like, or you may have heard somebody be like, oh, it's this dinner, no worries. This dinner, I'm just going to write this off, right? Like a, a tax write-off in which Essentially, in a real basic sense, you take your income, the money that comes in that you're actually getting paid from the client, and then you take the expenses that would go against this that are business expenses. So something like your laptop, for instance, that's specific to DJing or your DJ controller that you just bought and you upgraded to or, you know, runs the gamut of what you could use um, as a write-off. However, I will say this. Well, here, so let me let me finish that thought. So Basically, your income, let's say your income was 10 grand. Let's say your expenses, let's say your expenses were eight grand. So essentially, profit, you made two grand. That's what you would be taxed on, is the two grand. And that's just a very basic way to break it down. What I will say is this, is I am not a tax professional. I'm not giving you tax advice. Like I'm giving you some like general advice based on some of the things that I've gone through. This is definitely part one of many, many parts, probably talking about money and how to manage your money. But probably the biggest piece of advice I can give you right now is that $500 is not pure profit. That $500 is not all yours. So don't go out and just start spending it like it's all yours. Like get into the habit of putting some money away, saving money, being very diligent about what you actually record and what you keep and the records that you have because all of that's gonna be really helpful come tax time and as you're starting to plan for the future of your DJ business. I hope this was helpful for you. I'll see you on the next one.